Good morning. It is Monday, March 29th, 7.49 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. It's another really busy week. Um, but yeah, it's been a good week. I'm pretty disgusted by the apathy towards the Asian community right now. Um, I feel like this apathy has always existed. And, you know, maybe some of you are listening to this and you're like, why does she always say this political stuff? Wow, what a downer, you know? I'm not going to apologize for that. It's just what I, I just am basically reporting what I see and what's going on. So there was a small gathering right at Stockton and Geary where I catch the bus to Japantown. Um, and when I went to Japantown, there was one person sitting in Peace Plaza holding a sign that said no more hate and it was like a big pink sign and I'm not saying that people have to always you know show up for um, Asian community by going to protests because I often feel that protests can be derailed very easily and are very um, they end up being centered on white people or to make white people feel better um, but just in general, I feel, I feel like it, what happened in Georgia, it just, the attitude just seems to be, oh, that's too bad. It's too bad. It's overwhelming. But... Another thing I'm concerned about is um, just violence of white men um, because they're doing a lot of this. They're putting out a, a lot of the violence. Um, not saying every white man is horrible, but there is a violence that is that is encoded to like their maturation into white men. Um, and I have experienced a lot of it myself. And one of the things, you know, I'm reading these statistics about how Asian women in America have a 42 to 61% chance, higher chance of being sexually assaulted or physically battered in a relationship. Um, because especially with white men, um, because of the damaging misconception about who they are, their personhood, their humanity, um, what what their Asianness means to the person to the abuser, that feeds into to them being on the receiving end of abuse. And it's something to think about. Um, I was in a lift 
<clears throat> coming back from the hate a few days ago and I had been thrifting and I got in the car and immediately the driver just, he was in a really bad mood. Um, someone was crossing the street. He w- started sw- swearing at them because they were crossing the street too slow, according to his opinion, even though we were at a stop sign and, you know, you got to stop when people cross the street. And then he just was complaining about how horrible San Francisco was and how, you know, he was, you know, he was just cussing and swearing at me and, you know, talking about how, what a horrible place California was and how he couldn't wait to move to Florida and all this stuff. And he just kept getting angrier and angrier. And I did everything I could to deescalate it. Like as a woman, who has experienced violence, like there's certain, there's certain things that just, I naturally put my guard up. Like I try to soothe the person like, oh yeah, you know, I I hear Florida is a really beautiful place. Like just anything. Like I just go into survival mode and I was totally in that 20 minute car ride. I was just trying to survive the ride Um, He also was calling me by my name, like, I could tell you understand, Michelle. And I was like, please, please, please don't call my name. Don't, don't, we're not that close, is what I wanted to say. I wanted to say, we've never met. You know my name, but that's too familiar and you're freaky. But I couldn't say that because I was scared of him. Um, And I was so relieved to get out of that car. But one of the things that I thought about later was, would he have been worse if I were an Asian woman? Would he have been more violent? Because I don't think that he would have acted that way towards me if I were male-bodied and presented as a male. Absolutely not. But because I am a woman and I live as a woman, he saw that it was safe to, in his mind, to dump on me and to use threatening and intimidating language and tone. He sized me up, saw, saw my, my flesh cage and, and treated me accordingly. So it, it made me, it gave me shudders to think, okay, In this situation, my whiteness protected me from another layer of this man's violence. And I'm glad I got in, I'm glad I got in the house safe and everything. And I made it so that he he can never pick me up again. But it's something really to think about because I feel like it took some time to gather that particular statistic and it was gathered from a large portion of of the population and it really is something to think about how you can be sized up and it's decided within a split second by the other person how much abuse they're going to try to heap on you or what they can get away with And that's why this violence 
towards Asian people, why it is so serious and why you should pay attention. Let's come up with things that we can do to put an end to it and to be aware of any form of violence, including, you know, shoving the shoving the situation under the rug. Um, let's be aware of it in ourselves. So anyway, I wasn't going to start with that, but it just came out of my mouth. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot. But there were other things that I managed to get done. Um, yesterday, I just... I have a lot of gorgeous fabric and I need to use it. I had been stuck in a creative hump with my teddy bear outfit and I just had to come to terms with it. It's real cute, but it might be a little too cute, you know? And I feel like it was blocking my creative flow because I had a really strong attachment to finishing it and to using this particular fabric. Um, one moment. So, yeah, I, I'm going to put that project away and I started making this linen tunic out of linen. <laughs> it's from a, a very old antique linen sheet that had been stored in a linen cl closet somewhere for probably about 90 years. Um, stirring up my coffee. Um, I need coffee. <laughs> so yeah, it was amazing how, how much my work process flowed and I was just like allowed myself to make what I wanted to make in that moment. And I can't wait to finish it. And I love that feeling when you're so into a project that you just, you can't wait to get back to it and just work on it and see it to completion. So I'm glad to have that feeling back, that zesty feeling. Um, I have been going to the movies. I've seen two movies so far. Um, last, so this, uh, nine days ago, on the other Saturday, I went and saw The Courier at the Kabuki Theater in Japantown. Um, it had... Bender, Bender Dick, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and he it was based on the true story of a somewhat doddering um, lush of a salesman in Great Britain in the early 60s, late 50s, early 60s, who is somehow, he's asked to perform this covert operation. It's like in the Cold War. Um, as far as like Cold War movies, it's no, um, he's no, it's like, it's not like the born identity or anything. Um, and, you know, so he goes, he goes undercover, you know, just as himself in Russia. Um, and it got real campy, but uh, Benedict Cumberbatch really brought the camp. And I highly recommend it just because, not because it's a great movie, um, but because it is entertaining and the costumes and the sets are absolutely beautiful. And um, I think it was very well done. 
it's definitely not going to win any Oscars. Maybe for lighting it might. Um, but yeah, it's a serviceable film. And that was the first film that I saw in the theaters. Um, and I'm glad I chose that one because there's so many stinker bow binkers right now. Um, some of the films only have like a 29% rating on rot- Rotten Tomatoes, which doesn't mean that if a movie is that low rated on that website that it's going to be bad per se, but there's a high chance that it will be pretty, there's, you're risking something. Um, and then this past Saturday, two days ago, I went and saw Nomad Land, and it was just myself and another woman in the theater. It was at Kabuki. I had popcorn from the concession stand, which I don't even normally get popcorn, but I did it because I could. <laughs> popcorn was a little on the cold side, but you know what? I just I didn't care. I was just happy to crunch that corn. Um, so it was just myself and another audience member, and... I didn't like Nomad Land at all. I walked out, leaving my popcorn behind. I should have brought it with me, um, you know, just on principle. But yeah, I, I walked out like there was like 20 minutes left in the film and I was going to be late to meet Irina. And I was just like, this this movie sucks. So basically what it is is Frances McDormand um, portrays a woman who is a dis, like kind of like a displaced worker from a small town in uh, Nevada. Her husband's died. um, And she's been kind of floating as a gig worker, like at amazon.com. And, you know, there's a lot of non-actors. There's like real people who work at amazon.com there. And um, the film was shot with with a, a fair dose of condescension and kind of fetishization of McDormand's character in particular. Um, And, you know, she has this, this haircut that looks like, you know, she just like chopped it with her eyes closed. It's weird. Like, okay, so you gave yourself a really bad haircut. Um, But (laughs) that's not, that's not what makes the movie bad. Um, so yeah, she has an RV van type thing. It's more of a van and, um, but she's tricked it out like an RV and, you know, she meets up with other people off the grid. Um, some are actors, some are not. Um, but I don't know. She wasn't convincing despite her bad haircut and like lack of moisturizer used. Um, she did not convince me. I felt like because the people were, a lot of them were not real, quote, actors, um, it gave it a sense that they were like, wow, Frances McDormand is talking to me. She's a movie star. There was a tiny feeling of that, that because they're not actors, they don't, they're not required to, nor are they able to possibly disguise that. So that tinge is like there throughout the whole movie. And I think it kind of made it a bad film. And also I was frustrated with her character, like the, the, um, like the character itself, you know, um, basically she has opportunities to, for stability and she continues to travel and it's to her detriment in some ways. 
But um, I'm just like, just go live with your sister. She's offering you a place to live, like, or, you know, go. There's a guy that's like giving you a guest house to stay in, like a full ass guest house. Like, get off the road. Um, I don't even know where that part of me is, but I think it was just that stubbornness that was gross, grossly unappealing and there was nothing heroic about it. And I just didn't care for that film, but I'm probably going to see another movie on Saturday. I don't know which one. Um, they don't really have matinees anymore, but they have like er the earliest showtime usually is 4.05 AM PM. Sorry. I have not had my coffee yet. I need to pour that coffee right now. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to have movies back in my life. I need that respite. Um, yeah. So there's that. Sewing like crazy. I bought a bunch of weird stuff yesterday to sell. I've been trying to fight depression and it's been working and I feel good about that because like when you've been really depressed before in your life and like it's scary it's terrifying when you feel a little bit sad and I just allowed have been allowing myself to feel sad when I'm sad and trust that I'm going to be okay but it that's taken a lot of work um So yeah, it's paying off. If you have depression or you feel like depression's coming on, like work with that depression in your feelings. Be there for yourself. It means a lot. So let's see, we have this here. Put some sweetener in there. I have so much work to do. It's all good stuff. I've got some shipping. Someone bought a bunch of things at once. I'm going to be making a big package today. I like it when people do that. It's fun when they just like go through and they just stock up. Um, it would be great if every customer did that. But actually, if it were like that, I would have to sell more stuff. I, I don't know if I could handle the demand. Um, it's a lot right now. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting vaccinated, hopefully, very soon. And I know that there's some other stuff I have to yammer on about, but I, my mind is a little bit a blank because I haven't had my coffee. Um, so I think I'm going to get started on my day. Thank you guys so much for listening. And have a wonderful week. I'm really concerned about all this violence happening. I feel helpless sometimes that I don't know what to do. I feel like it's escalating. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for how we can, what we can do um, 
just send me a text. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye.